like half the people that earn their salary in, in Luxembourg don't live in Luxembourg. Welcome listeners to the podcast Communicate with the World, sponsored by Europe Direct. Don't believe tourists, we ask the locals. Hey Nico. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. Really cool to have you in my podcast and it's actually really special because, yeah, Luxembourg is quite a small country and you're probably not wondering that that is the smallest country which I'm interviewing so far. <laughs> I can imagine that, yeah. yeah. Can you give us a small input about you and also afterwards a little bit about Luxembourg? Okay, uh, so I'm Nico. Uh, I'm 23 years old. I'm studying uh, geography and computer science uh, here in Innsbruck. And uh, yeah, I've been in Innsbruck now for around about two years. Actually, totally landed here by accident. But uh, yeah, I'm very comfortable here. I love it here. And yeah. Yeah, let's stick with that. What was the accident that you're here now? Um, so basically, I was uh, studying politics uh, in the Netherlands. Okay. And I did not really like it all that much. Uh, and so uh, basically, it was the summer semester. I uh, knew that I didn't want to do politics in the Netherlands. Also, didn't quite know what else to do. So I kind of landed on geography um, because it allows me to study other countries and do the things I'm interested in but uh, also at the same time it gives you the opportunity to have a quite secure job to fall back on in case something happens which with international relations is not really a given. Relationships <laughs> just to let you. Oh, know. really? <laughs> no way. But here in Innsbruck. All but, right. Yeah, I'm also not not in that kind of work now. So yeah, yeah, your way of thinking is probably right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you said you really like Innsbruck and you're happy here, and we are here next to the inn in front of the city center of Innsbruck. We even see the old town entrance there and the Marktplatz and everything. So how come that we are here? Why is this place special for you? Well, this space is quite special for me because uh, like, it's very close to the university, but at the same time, it's something, a place that I associate with, you know, peace and quiet and relaxation. And um, that's something that I really like about Innsbruck is like, uh, although it's a city and there's all the beautiful things that a city has to offer, at the same time it's very close to nature and that's really the sort of balance that uh, brought me here as well, is uh, that I can do all the things I want to do in a city, but at the same time it's not like other big cities where uh, all you see is concrete. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's what I totally will confirm, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, enough about Innsbruck and about you. Let's stick with Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. Tell us something about Luxembourg. What's some general details? And afterwards, we go on with your favorite places and so on. Sure. Yeah, so Luxembourg's a small country, about uh, 2,100 square kilometers. It's right next to Germany, Belgium and France. 
yeah, it's... Uh... If you start with the square meter, is it actually true that you can drive within one hour through whole Luxembourg? It is, yes. So top to bottom, it's about one hour by car, plus uh, give or take a few minutes. So yeah, it's, it's very small, but at the same time, all those other like typical small countries that you might think of like uh, Liechtenstein or Singapore or Monaco, all of those countries combined would actually still fit into Luxembourg. So it's, it's small, but it's not Monaco or Singapore but small. Bigger small. Yeah, it, yeah, it's <laughs> somewhere in between there. Yeah, like yeah. it's a really weird yeah. size. I see. Yeah. Well, how many people are living there? Um, around about 600,000. 600,000. But that's residents. But during the day, we have 300,000 commuters that commute from Germany, France or Belgium to work in Luxembourg. So during the day, actually, if you were to make a headcount, you'd come somewhere close to 900,000. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That 50% plus while the day yeah, crazy that brings me actually to the next question is it possible to work there as a european citizen definitely yes and also a lot of international people come to luxembourg to work i mean there's a really a diverse population you most of the kids i went to school with are luxembourgish and something so it's really yeah, people from all over the world come to Luxembourg uh, to work. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. I love yeah. that we get so many guests. And a lot of diversity, right? That's yes. That's probably also the case why you're all so good in languages. All the guys from Luxembourg, which <laughs> I met, they're amazing with languages. Yeah, well, as the small one uh, with such big neighbors, uh, you have to kind of adapt. Like... Life in Luxembourg just wouldn't work if we couldn't communicate with our neighbors. So since they probably won't learn Luxembourgish, I guess we're stuck uh, learning their languages. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like since as a kid, you kind of learn languages a lot more easily. You know, by the phase you're really realizing what you're doing, it's already become normal to you. So it really helps uh, quite a lot. Yeah. So you all speak German, obviously, right? Yeah, German, yeah. Fluent English, I would say. Uh, most of us, yes. Most of us. All French. Yes. Yeah, and Luxembourgish. And Luxembourgish, so yeah. All already as a kid, you speak four languages. Correct, yeah. I actually, like, growing up, Crazy. I was trilingual. Like, I grew up trilingual ever since I could think. Yeah. Because my... Um, so basically, during the daycare, the teachers would speak French to me because most of them commute from France or Belgium to work in Luxembourg. Then when I'd go home, I'd speak Luxembourgish to my parents. And then I'd go on to watch uh, some TV shows on Kika uh, in German. So, yeah, it's... Well, I have to say that you are really lucky. It's a big advantage if you already know so many languages in this small age. True. Like, uh, maybe seven-year-old me would disagree because he had to learn a lot of French grammar and had to cry a lot about that. <laughs> but at the same time, now that it's done, I'm really glad I, I went through that process because, yeah, it opens a lot of doors for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. 
Well, let's go back to the question which I already mentioned. What's your favorite place in Luxembourg? Or let's say, what's your favorite thing there? So my favorite thing to do in Luxembourg would probably be Brokal, which is a big concert venue uh, in the south of the country. And it's really crazy the kind of artists we get there. Like, I really have to say they put in a lot of effort to do that. And that's something that I really li like. That's one of my favorite places to go to is, uh, yeah, all the art that is uh, displayed cool. in Luxembourg. Yeah, sounds interesting. Really yeah. nice. And are there some special places or sites which you have to see if you travel to Luxembourg? Actually, I'm going to be in Luxembourg soon. Oh, really? Yeah, in two weeks I will be there. Okay. <laughs> so I can... That's just side information, but... Yeah. You can already tell me something what I have to see. Sure, there. sure. I'll be your improv travel guide. So Luxembourg City, the old town, is super nice. It's a UNESCO World Heritage. It's uh, really beautiful. And um, uh, Luxembourg City used to be a fortress. That's kind of also one of the reasons why Luxembourg still exists was because there was a really big fortress that was super hard to invade. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really beautiful. Then we have uh, the, uh, we call it Müllertal. And uh, it's called uh, the Switzerland of Luxembourg. It's a really um, nice forested area that's has some very nice views and of uh, yeah, it's quite famous in Luxembourg as one of the probably the more beautiful spots uh, in the country. And then I don't know how much you like uh, royalty or stuff like that, but a lot of I, I heard from a lot of the tourists I talked to, yeah. they were fascinated by the Grand Duke, and uh, you can visit his castle as well. And it's, yeah, it's cool to see. And uh, I think he attracts quite a lot of uh, tourists to Luxembourg. I never thought uh, Well, to be honest, I also thought way. about that. Still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I was thought about to go to Luxembourg, that came also first into my mind. Also, there's always one thing which I ask my guests when I'm speaking with them about one curiosity about their country. Mm -hmm. In your case, it's that Luxembourg has free public transport, right? Yes, it yeah. does. That came also to my mind. Next yeah. to the Duke, the royalty, yeah. it was also, wow, Luxembourg has public transport for free, which is yes. amazing. And I yes. would love to have that also here in Austria. Definitely. So how does it work there? Um, so basically, the free public transport was a measure to try and get people to use it more. Um, Luxembourg has quite the traffic problem. It's a mess because uh, Luxembourg City is really uh, where it all happens. All the big companies are in Luxembourg City and basically very large part of the country works in Luxembourg City. Well, if I imagine that 300,000 people are traveling every day to work to yes. Luxembourg City, yeah. I can imagine that it's a big mess. Yes, so there is basically every morning a very large traffic jam all the way from Luxembourg City to the French border. So we had to do something about that because, yeah, you can't have uh, expect people to sit in traffic for an hour every day. And um, yeah, one of the measures we took was make public transport free. 
before that it wasn't not that expensive even but yeah making it free basically helps encourage people to use it even more and uh, and even before that to be quite honest the buses in Luxembourg city were always free in a sense there was never anyone who checked your tickets and to be quite honest a large amount of the people that used it did not have a ticket. Uh, so it was more advertisement action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, the buses were already kind of free, to be quite honest. But uh, they added the trains to it as well. And so it's a nice uh, publicity package. And to be honest, like I've been asked, like when I traveled to Japan, I was asked about our free tr public transport. So yeah, yeah. obviously the marketing scheme Perfect. seems but to work. All around Definitely, the world. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it it helps. Like I noticed myself, like I I use it more. I use the public transport okay. way and more than what's before. About traffic jam, is it still such a mess, or is it better now? Nah, it's still a mess. No, <laughs> it's still a mess. Like the problem, the problem with the free public transport is Luxembourg has a lots of smaller towns, and from those smaller towns, if you don't have like a rail connection to somewhere, then really it still takes quite a long time to go with public transport. And the car is most often the fastest option. Like uh, I remember when I wanted to visit my grandma in hospital, I could either take the car and be there in 15 minutes or pick, take uh, public transport and be there in 55 minutes. So, yeah. If it's such a huge difference, obviously many people will not take it. Yeah. And yeah, you have also good salary, good wages, so you're able to... Yes. Well, yeah, that's, that's one of the records that Luxembourg has that I'm not too proud of, is that we have the most cars per capita in Europe. Okay. Yes. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like... How was it? I think it's a, there's more, almost quite exactly as many cars as there are people that could theoretically drive. Okay. So, so yeah. Has yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people have cars. Let's put it that way. Let's stick with that. Yeah. Well, Nico, that's really interesting with the public transport and everything. So you are quite central in the European Union. You're surrounded with many different countries around and well i often ask my guests here about european union and the current situation because you probably heard about the post-fascism party in italy and everyone knows about brexit so how is the situation there are you positive minded about the european union so you do you see the advantages and everything definitely as a luxembourgish citizen i think the life we live right now is possible because the European Union exists. Like, just even the fact that uh, people can so easily commute from our neighboring countries to work in Luxembourg, that's enormous for our uh, economy. Like, half the people that earn their salary in, in Luxembourg don't live in Luxembourg. It makes it possible to have bigger companies be in Luxembourg and actually get the workforce they need. I am really sad every time I see 
that uh, you know populism is still its a stronghold in Europe. So it does worry me, and I would hope that the European Union tries to implement a more direct democracy, because I think the way that the reason, the main reason why populism works so well in Europe right now is because every time something's shit, you can just say, oh, well, the guys in uh, Brussels, they, they can't get anything right and they, all they do is uh, write stupid laws that no one needs. And that's because the EU is not very transparent. And so I think transparency and really showing people, okay, this is what's great about Europe, reminding them Europe is, should not only be mentioned when you need an excuse for why some sort of policy failed horribly, then, then people would appreciate it more because I think it's beautiful what we totally have built there. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it brings us freedom also since many decades. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, we speak already about freedom. So that brings me to a question which I also ask many people or many people gave me the answer. They feel so secure and safe here in Innsbruck. That's mm -hmm. why they feel so comfortable and everything in Innsbruck. I guess in Luxembourg it's quite the same, right? Yeah, it's really safe. Happy to hear that. Well, Nico, one special thing about Luxembourg is that you have a minimum salary of 2,100 euro. That is correct, yes. Well, it seems to me a lot. If you hear just 2,100 euro, which is a good salary in Austria, I would say, or at least the average. So, wow, a minimum salary of 2,100 euro sounds for me really cool. Yeah, but everybody must be rich and drive Porsche and whatever. But actually, <laughs> the, the, the thing about the, the minimum salary in Luxembourg is because housing is so expensive and then generally cost of living afterwards is also quite high. Yes, you already mentioned the prices, so they are exactly. incredibly high. Yeah, yeah so actually um, it is not that easy to live on 2,100 euros mm -hmm. a month in Luxembourg. Yeah. So 2,100 euros sounds like a lot, but in reality, when you already have to deduct at least a thousand euros uh, for your rent and then all the other things you purchase remember are quite close in price levels to what you'd see in Switzerland so in reality the living with the minimum salary in Luxembourg is doable but it's quite hard mm -hmm. and so most of the people that do entry-level jobs commute from outside Luxembourg so Belgium France uh, and Germany uh, because the cost of living there is a lot lower and then actually it becomes a good deal to to earn a Luxembourgish minimum salary. Well Nico there is one question which also interested in about people there are they open-minded to international people or are they already annoyed because there is such a big mix and so many people are traveling for work there and so on? Um, so it depends. The, the average Luxembourgish guy is probably pretty shy. Like, um, you will notice if you go there as a tourist, people are quite reserved, uh, in a sense. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily call it super open-minded in the sense of just being open to everyone and anyone. 
But at the same time, Luxembourg is uh, Luxembourg because of the diversity of people that live there. Like that is quite central to the Luxembourgish identity as well, is that in being international, being um, around a lot of different people. One of the things that is uh, maybe a bit difficult for Luxembourgish people or in general is something that is talked about a lot is uh, the languages. Like the Luxembourgish language is not really spoken by people that only go there to, to work. And it is quite a mess because you have so many people that come from different backgrounds that need to work together. So, and that's obviously sometimes hard, like uh, it doesn't always work out and uh, especially old people can sometimes uh, like be annoyed about the fact that they can't go to a bakery and order bread in their language. They have to use some other language as well. But uh, at the same time, like politically, like our conservatives are not very conservative by European standards, I okay. would say. So in the end, I often ask people about some phrases in their own languages. <laughs> so I'm curious, can you tell me some important phrases in Luxembourgish? Uh, sure. Uh, so saying, I will try to say. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go for it, man. Okay. That's that's the difference. Why kids learn languages so quick? The main thing is they just go with it. So that's that's. Don't think about yeah, it. don't yeah, think yeah. about it too much. So, hello means moyen. Moyen. Osh hishen Nicola. Osh hishen Nicola. Osh hishen Marco. Genau. Perfect. Letzte Boyish klingt witzig. What? That was too fast. Okay. Let's try it again. Yeah, let's try. Letzte Boyish. Letzte Boyish. Klingt. Klingt. Witzig. Witzig. Well, does it mean it sounds funny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, thanks for the phrases. Thanks for all the tips which you gave us about Luxembourg. But one last question. Is there something additional what you want to add to the podcast? What every listener should know about Luxembourg or when they travel there? I think one of the things that uh, people should look forward to is we're maybe known for our banks. But there are a lot, there's a lot of other stuff to discover as well. Like, I feel like the Luxembourgish countryside has a lot to offer. It's uh, very beautiful. And uh, there's a lot of art made in Luxembourg. Uh, it's a very livable country. Don't only think of us when you think about uh, tax evasion. Also think of us maybe for a nice uh, hiking spot. The mountains are not as high. So it's a different kind of hiking. We have smaller hills. It's, uh, the Ardennes in the north of the country, they, those are really beautiful. Well, that brings me to one more question, actually. Sure. Uh, what's the sport which you are guys from Luxembourg doing the most? I would have to say cycling, because oh, that's the only thing we don't suck at. We uh, had a couple uh, Tour de France winners. Mm -hmm. Uh, most recently Andy Schleck and that was the whole country was behind that guy it was um, an amazing time uh, to be in Luxembourg uh, because yeah that's the only sport where 
our one of our guys is at the top uh, or very close to the top for such a small country it's amazing to have one of the world best in one sport most definitely yeah 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 and it's a big success to be honest true and sports in luxembourg has improved like our national team used to be like really just horrible yeah yeah yeah. like in in football we we used to be horrible like we celebrated for about 10 years that we won against switzerland once so that used to be when i was growing up we were always terrible but now we're we're getting there like uh, we have a lot more players that also uh, play in bundesliga or champions league uh, football uh, for the first time so that's really cool to see well happy to hear that and congrats to that <laughs> in the end i would say ade viel small merci and hopefully bis gleich perfect <laughs> thanks man it was a pleasure nico Thank you as well. Don't believe tourists. We ask the locals. Hey guys, we'd love to know what you thought about this episode. You can send us a message on our Instagram channel. And if you like this story, please share it. All information about this podcast you can find on our website communica.at and follow us on your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Marco. Thanks for listening and don't trust the tourists. We ask the locals.